3: Sunday, good Sunday, happy day, happy day, uh, good afternoon, the whole nine. This is one of your hosts, Mario, also known as Mario Ultra Evil, because I am just that bad or something. Anyway, I'll work on that. I'm filling in for Kim today. Kim is um out of town and handling some business, so it'll be myself. And Raina, my cohort, and one awesome person who uh, pretty much is the definition of debate and making sense. And a lot of people don't like that, but I love it. So, Raina, introduce yourself.
4: Hey, guys, this is Raina. Um, and, you know, wish I could say I'd be, I was excited to be talking about the topic today, but uh, I'm not. <laughs> not after last night. Um, but, you know, it should be an interesting
3: conversation. So let's get Guess into it. Yes, it should. Yes, it should. It really should. And uh, first of all, before we okay. get deeply into this, uh, I want to preface it by saying that uh, we're going to do our best to um, have a good, good discussion. And I imagine, you know, emotions are going to be high. A lot of things are going to be said to respect needs to be re- maintained, and, uh, you know, if you come with a bunch of nonsense, you will probably have to push, pull you off the shelf, but, um, other than that, where we we talked, the original topic was about, is our society getting better or worse, you know, and I was, came up with that idea based on looking at a lot of things that's going on in the news and media and stuff, and, uh, not just our society that I was considering, even though that's, that would probably be the focal point, but, um, generally the world and uh, at large and um, the things I was seeing is uh, I'm seeing so much, you know, women's lib has been, you know, women's lib and feminist movements have been going on for over a century and yet we still have guys who are trying to control and subjugate women and we are like, you can't bring a tampon into a courthouse, but you can bring a gun, you know, stuff like that. Um, Violence and everything, and then I saw this thing last night. And um, unless you've been living on the Iraq, rock, um, George Zimmerman was acquitted of his charges, and um, is now free, or allowed to go free. Although I do suspect, from yeah, the, uh, so, some several articles I was reading that some other charges coming down the line. I mean, and whatnot. He's. I don't think he's. Free skip down the street, or something like that he still has a lot of shit to go through, but still last night's situation and the revelation that he to all purposes was you know not guilty and uh allowed to go free um one way or another it, it kind of it touched the core with me for someone who has not really been all that integrated into the uh to the uh, uh the trial and as a whole looking at that and seeing that the evidence and the issues and the, the the controversy and all the problems that came along with this, uh, trial. And ultimately this man is allowed to go free. It touched the core with me as well. And I wasn't even one of the main people who are posting every day and changing my profile, this stuff like that. It's, you know, and it really made me feel good. I spoke with a a friend of mine. He was, a who has a um, um a podcast that he does? He does movie podcasts. he's pretty cool. Very intelligent guy and everything. And he was saying uh, how he was outraged by it right? and everything. That really made me feel good to see a lot of non-black people who are also pissed off by it because it shows that not everybody's looking at this from one way or another. But um, I don't want to hold the show though. Random. What is your thoughts on? This? Hey, Raina, you there? I wonder if she dropped off
4: the dang call. yep, she dropped off. the car. No, Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm here. here. Sorry. Okay, okay, okay. We I forgot. Um, I was just going to say that I think it's important. Okay, I All was to right. say I think it's important for us to understand that that just because he wasn't found uh, guilty does not mean that he's innocent and that there there are a few other means by which we can still seek justice for Trayvon um i think that i think that I, what angers me more about the trial is um the failure of the criminal justice system to act appropriately in the first place um there were things that were not done um in in terms of investigating what happened um, because the presumption was that Trayvon was the aggressor and that Trayvon had done something wrong. I mean, the fact that Trayvon sat in the morgue, even though he was six, like six houses away from where he was supposed, you know, supposed, supposed to be going, he was six found six houses away, and yet he sat in the morgue as a Jane Doe. Nobody thought to knock on doors and see if, if this child belonged to anyone there or if anyone knew him. You know what I mean? And so I think what angers me more than anything about the situation is is that he was presumed to be a criminal, and he was presumed to be in the wrong before anything else was done. And um, the police are guilty of that. Our society is guilty of that. Um, and I think that we should all challenge ourselves and to think about how we view um people based on race and how we view particularly young black men. Um, it's unfortunate that, you know, this that that we're still dealing with this in twenty thirteen. So go ahead. If you if you want to bring someone else into the call, I just wanted to get that out.
3: Yeah, and um I guess we're gonna go ahead and um bring in a few people, um um I don't know everybody's name, uh, um, prefix, or their number um, off off the top of my head. So just hit the hit the 1 to uh, flag me. And uh, keep in mind that this is going to be a charged conversation, so um, be be mindful of the people's viewpoints and allow the people to have their say so as well. And um, let's get this show on the road. So 360 oh,
1: This is uh, Travis Simmons, the big funny,
3: from Funny to the
1: Moon.
4: Hey, Travis. Awesome,
5: awesome stuff.
1: Hey, y'all. How y'all doing?
4: Not so good.
1: (laughs) Yeah, me either. uh, It it hit me. I mean, I expected it to happen, and I actually lucked out that uh, they said that the verdict was coming up, and I hopped in the shower, and when I came out of the shower on the screen, it just said, not guilty, so I didn't have to... Sit there and go through the emotion of of of, of, of um, them reading the results. You yeah. know what I mean, and be in that moment, and have and have that hitting me. So that I feel good about that. Um, you know, I uh, like like someone uh, very wisely put. It ain't about worrying about riots. It's about worrying about the next Zimmermans and the people yeah. who take this as uh, um you know, reasoning for them to do whatever they want and assume whatever they want about any kid wearing anything. Uh a Jewish friend of mine did point out something. He said, you know, they like you said in uh Raina, uh they didn't want to have any trial in the first place. They didn't want to arrest him. They didn't take his gun in the first place. And now that a uh, chunk of the country sat through a trial that lasted almost thirty days or forty i don't know how many whatever it was it was long it was and they could through somebody's mm-hmm. life for a while and I would hope that that might be a deterrent for the next gun happy bigot
3: I you know I, 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 me neither because... and, uh, and, um, I, think, and uh,
4: I think and i think and I think we also have to um and and you know and and one other thing that needs to be said is that. You know, all of this is connected to a larger political climate, a larger uh-huh. political climate that is xenophobic and racist and anti-woman and all of these things. There are a certain segment of people in this country who are trying desperately uh, to hold on to power and to expand that power and to, um, to exclude people. They're trying to exclude your vote. You know, they're trying to institute laws that will, you know, that will make it easier for someone to um, to get away with, you know, criminally profiling you and killing you. And, you know, one You're of right. the organizations that's responsible for this is ALEC. You know, ALEC is a conservative organization that's been involved in a lot of it, you know, getting a lot of these Sandra Brown laws. And, um, you know, it's it, it's something that we have to be aware of, and the only way that we can fight it. Um, well the only way that we can fight it in terms of, you know, the legislature is to um you know, to use our vote and to make sure that we aren't excluded coming you know, the next election in twenty fourteen and beyond. You know, we have right. to be involved. We have to we have to write our our representatives in government. We have to stay on that. Right.
3: Them. We right. have to
1: be um, our representatives.
4: Right. Exactly.
3: Um uh let me just uh the number is three one zero nine eight two forty two seventy three and press one. We'll try to um, let everybody have their say so and everything like that. Just you know, be mindful of that. Um, my, you know, I was looking. I just I was never really fully heavily invested in the whole thing because you know, I, first of all, I didn't think for some reason I didn't think it was possible the man would walk would be found not guilty of everything. I thought at the very least he'd get manslaughter. Mm. 10 years, five, 10 years, and he'd be straight. You know what I'm
2: saying?
3: I, you know, I didn't think that they would find him not guilty, though. You know, that's one that's one thing or another. But in the back of my mind, I've always felt like this is a spotlight on a failed system or a broken system. This is showing how poorly this whole law, especially this law, was set up. Um I'm a delivery driver. I'm a food delivery driver. And A lot of times, I have to meet my customers early in the morning, six, seven o'clock in the morning, and a couple sometimes later in the evening and whatnot. And it's a trip. How many of these people, and I, I have to admit it, uh, middle-aged white guys, answer the door at their restaurant with um, a Glock on their hip, already on their hip as though they're expecting something to happen. You know what I'm saying? And it's like in these are areas that are not heavily populated by black people anyway. You know, what I'm saying these are people. These are places where it's like, why do people even still live here? So, you know, I'm looking at this. You know, as I pass and I pass through a lot of these small towns, and I see sons of the Confederate, sons of the Confederate veterans, flags and stuff like that. You know, and I'm looking at all this stuff, and I'm like, there's no such thing as post-racial in America, and it's not, and it's impossible to look at this and say that race did not have something to do with it. Whether it was on in the investigation, the trial, or even in the jury, but I think that this really does open up, lets us see where our problems are, and that we there's a lot of dialogue that needs to be had.
4: I mean, um, you know, there's there's no way that you can say that it's not racial when you have a a, right. a for you know for all intents and purposes a white or Hispanic man with a gun and a black child. Who's supposed to be armed with skittles, an Arizona IT tea, and sidewalk? Okay, and somehow you characterize that child with the sidewalk as being more dangerous than that man with the gun. That's how right. you know we're living in a racist society. That's how you know. I mean, I mean, and, and like Melissa Harris Perry pointed out on one of her programs, you know, if we're all armed with sidewalk, then what do we need voters for? I
1: walk everywhere. Right. Plus, Moore yeah. was a skinny kid. He was a skinny kid. Let's be real about this. He's 158 mm-hmm. pounds. When I was in high school, the guy who weighed 158 pounds, we made fun of for being so skinny.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, and a, set, uh, a 17 and three week, week year old child versus a 28 year old man with a with, with a loaded gun. Uh, so only three
4: hundred pounds and had MMA training.
1: Oh yeah, but but his mm training—he didn't learn nothing, according to the um, to the instructor, right? He did it. He did MMA training for two or three days a week for a year, but right. he didn't he learn anything,
4: learning.
1: right? It, yeah. It's 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 so sick. Uh, and then what you'll have, what also you'll see is you'll see like um, a bunch of bigots saying things like, "Well, why didn't Trayvon just run home?" And what I've noticed is well, that it's very okay, similar would, that when you're talking about. I was
4: gonna say well here's the thing though. If you're if if, if I'm being followed and I've been followed before, if I'm being followed, I'm not gonna lead you to where I live. You know what you're I mean? Going right. and, your not, name, yeah.
1: and you're not gonna lead anybody to where you live when the only place at the house is the boy waiting for the Skittles.
2: Right. Oh, yeah.
1: You're not gonna bring some unidentified man back to where the kid is.
2: Right.
1: And but doesn't get that type of honorableness, right somehow mm-hmm. the the bigots uh piggyback on george's uh, George Zimmerman's original description of trayvon. he's up to no good he's uh um uh, he's very suspicious and um they trigger off of that, and you notice how they always skip past the following and I would even say stalking okay mm-hmm. because. If you can really follow somebody that long, it's a long way, man. And I don't think anyone has to be in the position where they can't be concerned for their own safety when somebody first follows them from a car, so you feel those lights on you in the dark, right, then pulls ahead of you in the car, and then once you pass them walking, they got out of their car and start following behind you. I don't understand how anybody cannot Understand the fear that Trayvon had as a human okay. being, Earthling, being followed. He don't get that. He doesn't get that at all. Okay. Oh, by the way, I just want to shout out to all the people. Uh, how did all that praying for a verdict do for you? Okay.
4: How, 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 how so I just that... want to say, I just want to say that I don't necessarily think this call the system broken because I don't think the system was ever meant for us. I don't think it was ever meant for people of color. And I think that, um, you know, I mean, it's, it's been this way from the very beginning. I mean, we had slavery, and then after slavery, they instituted vagrancy laws and the black codes, and black people Bandage. were being locked up because of fear, you know, and not because of anything that they had actually done that was criminal, that was actually harmful. And it's the same thing that goes on today. This is, you know, why Michelle Alexander wrote Jim Crow, um, you know, the new Jim Crow. And you know why we're locking up people for uh, non-violent um, drug offenses? You know with mandatory minimum sentences. You know, you know that begin at like ten years. That's ridiculous. You know, ridiculous that you should get ten years for a nonviolent crime that you know for smoking something that doesn't hurt anyone but you. You know, it's ridiculous. But that's the country that we live in, so we have to keep in mind okay. that the system was never for us. So we can't we can't expect the system to be right by us because the system was never meant for us.
3: Okay, um, we have uh, three other callers in the queue, so uh, um, I'm going to try to give each one some, some time to talk. Four two four, are you there? Uh, yeah, I'm here.
2: Yeah, I was just saying,
5: uh, I just wanted to say, I don't know why people are surprised at the verdict. I mean, just not too long ago, Oscar Grant got shot on tape, and the guy mm-hmm. basically got found not guilty. Got mm-hmm. two years and did it, 11 months. And, I mean, that's on tape, cold blood. Mm-hmm. You know, this happens mm-hmm. time after time, over and over, and then we expect something different. You know, every time, right. like, oh, there's too much evidence on his internet. Then I got one thing against, I noticed a lot of black people, like, not a whole lot, but you got the opposing
6: side of some black people that are say, oh, yeah, that was cold, but, uh, you know, that
5: Zimmerman did that, but why are we outraged about black-on-black crime? Which, we are outraged about black-on-black crime. We've always been outraged oh, about it, yeah. but it doesn't get
4: no media attention. Black people don't oh. control the media. The, the oh, media absolutely. blew then, this then- thing up. And speed off of your point, sir. You know, they're saying, Well, why don't black people march or why don't black people do anything when there's black on black crime? Here in the city of Baltimore, there was a a they had called for three hundred black men to show up and rally for the for all of the killings that have been going on here in Baltimore. Six hundred black men showed up. Guess how much of that how much footage of that was on television? Not very much. So good, you want to you want to know what people are doing? You're not going to see it. You're not right. going to see it. And, they the, don't and, the, the, and the thing about and the, and the thing that kills me about people who always bring up that argument is that yes, we should do something about black crime, black on black crime. But the thing about it is is that the factors that that figure into black on black crime are not. Um, necessarily, things that are intrinsic to our community, are things that have to do with a system that keeps us, that rigorously keeps us from economic opportunity, from educational opportunity, and from other opportunities that would help us to to eliminate some of the factors that contribute to crime. So I just want to say that.
3: 804,
4: go ahead.
2: Yes, how y'all doing today?
4: Hey. We're doing good. Hey uh, Mario, you have a you have a troll in the chat room. If you could take care of that, thank you.
3: Yeah, I kicked both of them out. Good.
4: You you
2: know. You gonna take something? Go ahead. Go
3: ahead.
2: I just want to say the bottom line, you know, they completely disregarded the fact that he was ordered not to not to follow. I mean. That, to me, that's telling all the police and everybody they can just do what they want to do, you know, mm-hmm. completely. That just that just verifies it, you know, more and more. It's ridiculous.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, 719, yeah. what you got to say? Talk to him. Hey,
0: how's it going? My name is George. I'm calling in uh, from New York up? City. Thanks for having me on the air. Okay.
3: What? How you doing?
0: Um, just fine. Yeah, you know, listen to what you guys are talking about. And, of course, you know, the news that was on yesterday. Uh-huh. And it, it's, a, it's a big question you have. Is society going forward or backward? And, I mean... I, My, myself, I'm um, 37 years old. I don't know how old you are, but I remember the L.A. riots of 92 after the Rodney King hearing.
4: hmm
0: Do you recall what I'm talking about?
4: Yeah. I yes, recall.
0: What was that?
1: Yeah, yeah or, Continue uh, with your yeah. story,
0: I recall. Oh, yeah. well, perhaps I should explain to your listeners what happens in... Um, In 92 in L.A. is uh, the famous Rodney King beating video by uh, three white cops. And they were acquitted of, there are four white cops, so I apologize. Four white cops. And you could see him on video viciously beating uh, a black gentleman. And they were acquitted of, of all charges, and that started a riot. Which caused several billion dollars in damage, and mm. right now, from what I understand, there's not a riot in uh, in Florida. So I take that as a, a good sign, in a sense, that society is going forward a bit. Do you understand where I'm going there? No. Yeah, I think I get you.
4: No, I don't. No, no I don't. Saying that
1: since the niggers didn't go ape shit and started collecting their okay. welfare, see, he... we knew you were a troll, but we let you, we give you a chance to talk, and and no one interrupted you with your silly yeah. ass. Okay, yeah. but we knew we knew you were. Because people in the chat room wrote as soon as you started talking, we heard in your voice we assumed yeah. who you were. But we were right. We went here you go, here we go, here we go. We knew what it was. Yeah.
3: yeah. I'm I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let it be known right now, man. I'm not gonna send the trolls calling and shit like that. First time, first time I hear that you're about to start some shit, you boot it. Don't even waste your time, because it, we're not here for all that, man. That's that's some childish shit. Go, grow grow a pair and go watch some Looney Tunes or something like that. Don't come on Don't come on the radio show trying to disrespect people and cause a bunch of controversy. Get your childish ass home. Um.
4: I was gonna like, okay, can you please uh we got some more people in there, Mercury's and some yep. other folks in the chat room. But anyway, um, I was gonna say also the uh, thing to keep in mind about ninety two is is that um the LAPD has a history of brutalizing and uh and, and violating the rights of black people in LA. This is not And finally not somebody there. got
1: it on tape. And we right. thought, okay, finally okay. somebody got it on tape. Let's see what happens now. And then, uh, not guilty people. Yeah, I can see people getting upset about that. This is something yeah. different. This is yeah, something this way is, different.
4: Is different. I mean, and, and the was you know, in I, the I and while and while I think it's a good thing that no one has engaged in any form of violence, I certainly understand why people felt, you know, felt compelled to violence in '92 because because I, I'm. LA has had a, a long history of this, you know, um, and 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 they have a long history of this in other cities too. New Orleans PD, for example, you know, it, it is known to be, you know, corrupt, particularly when it comes to people of color, you know. So we are we are used to um, black people in this country being mistreated by the criminal justice system, beginning with police officers.
2: The trolls
1: are out in full force today. You know what it is? This. You know what's funny? This verdict has given racists uh, uh, an excuse to get louder. And, and what we're experiencing in the in, in the chat room is a thing that I a phrase that I coined on on stage. This right here. These are all members of the clickety clack cowardly clan. Okay. They're sitting at home on a Sunday morning or afternoon in their drawers and just. Get a chance to let go of some of that racist, uh, superior than, than than us feelings. It's very interesting and
2: as I'm a scientist, what, as a
1: as a uh, as a neuroscientist. I mean, what type of synapses are firing through their brains, Reina?
4: <laughs> um, I mean, it's it's you know, it's, call it's on my, a hard because, test um, to answer, but um, but yeah, I mean, clearly. Clearly, you know there's a problem with, with racism in this country, and it goes deep. And you know incidents like this just give um, them a feeling like they're they're clearly justified. You know? Sure. One of my
1: attorney friends said that one of my attorney friends said that for anyone to even look at a black teenager and automatically see criminal is a sign of mental illness.
4: Of course. Right. I mean, it 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 isn't. It, is and it uh, isn't. I mean, I mean. There's the implicit you know bias test. Yeah, I know what you're saying. So the implicit bias test. Um, you know, it clearly shows that while there are some sort of there are some structures, um, there is some sort of architecture in the brain that sort of automatically kicks in and is biased towards people who don't look like us. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. it is, what what exacerbates that system is a system that. Routinely stereotypes and demean certain groups of people. You know, you are much more likely, as a, a person is much more likely to shoot you, a black man with a wallet, than a white man with a gun. And this is true. Yep. This is true for college students and for police officers. Yeah. So
3: seven four zero. you are for
4: the general public? Seven four oh. zero. You
3: live. Yeah. Hey, what's up? Um,
6: yeah, I, just a comment on like what the last person just said. Uh, th- this is an interesting statistic that I read earlier
0: today, and it said that um, black one. on white crimes are uh, two times more likely than white on
6: black crimes, even though there's four times more white people than black people in this country. So, how can you explain that? And, they, and she said that.
1: Here, this it's is how I like like explain that. They're not talking about to to the regular. That's bullshit. But think about this. Think about the regular white-on-white white crimes or the white-on-everybody crimes. Okay? Add okay. those into your, um, your your math.
2: Exactly.
1: But I, another interesting fact I heard was I heard that there was um, a possible reason for Trevon's murder. Was he uh, he stole a copy of Battletoads from the gas station? Here we go. Here we go, no, troll. that's
4: that's not even true, and there's no evidence for that. You're you're a troll, and you're a sick person, and I wish there was a hell that you could be sent to, but unfortunately, but there is. isn't.
1: So instead, yeah. you got to live with your own stupid ass. Uh
2: huh.
3: All, right. All right, man. Um, yeah. this right here is pissing me off. Uh, two oh two. Is that you, Terry? That's me. I'll go ahead,
1: Okay, cool,
6: man. Okay. Go ahead
3: and go ahead and spit it, man.
6: Today is um, trolls. Well, well, no, I'm not a troll. I think everybody. No, no, not, I mean it. not
1: you, not you, brother.
6: <laughs> well, That's you.
4: All. <laughs> good, so he was talking about the trolls that were calling in.
6: But um, I, everywhere. I probably am uh, the only black person that I've known thus far that agrees with the verdict. So, um, if I can present a different perspective from what I feel, um, I think we need to look at it from. I mean, we we, we call we claim ourselves to be free thinkers. We have to look at situations without that okay, bias. Okay, so you're assuming I mean, please, that we're not free thinkers
4: because you don't think like you, because we happen think, to have an opinion that, it, that matches think, the majority of other black people in this country, that somehow we're not let him, holding free thinking. you got to let me finish. Let me
6: finish. Yeah, please I let, let him tell, you're tell us why. You're
4: assuming, why he's, you you're why. assuming that we're not free thinking, and I'm I'm saying that that's an incorrect assumption, but go ahead.
6: And if you did, you have to That's my point. You know, but,
4: um, no, I'm setting the premise. Um, So is that where we're going? Is that where we're
6: going? I'm just saying you started. I
4: wouldn't say, I wasn't going to say that you're an idiot or I'm not going to say that you're not a free thinker because you agree with the verdict. I said that you had a fucked up premise because you're calling us non free thinkers because we happen to disagree with you. But if you no, want to ma'am, go ma'am, on ma'am. with your point, go on with your point. I just said your premise was fucked up. Not go.
6: Okay, and I probably think yours maybe, but that's irrelevant. Um just so, because, like you were um, the like one who, who set it up premise.
4: as a as a you're a free I am a free thinker and you're not type mm. of situation. So so own your shit. She's
3: the
4: truth. I wanna
3: I wanna hear I wanna hear what he has to say.
4: Um, me, yeah, me too. I'm telling but, him, though, what he said. He keeps trying to dispute me, but he set it up that way. Yep. I didn't. I was cut off. When I was no, you really did. Now, Bob, no, he set you set it up, up that way. You set it up that way.
6: So, what are, we, are we good? Can I finish my point? I
4: asked you I to finish like your VT. point several minutes ago.
6: I would I like you right. to, please.
4: So, um...
6: Just when when um, we look at it, when you look at from my perspective, the evidence of when we look at what courts do and the state proving the burden, I don't think they meant that. When we look at it from his defense of self-defense, um, it's kind of like i almost proving a negative, a double negative. So um, I think they made it came with the right verdict. Maybe we may not agree with it. You know, um, I think that was the right call. I think a lot of people have a hard time separating their bias when they don't agree with it and say, oh, well, Justice didn't work, and, and, and they're right, you know, because there is a lot of injustices that go on in the system. When you talk about um, Alexandria, okay. who was go ahead.
4: Okay, I was going to say, I was going to say, and you're, and and I don't disagree with you that this prosecution dropped the ball. The prosecution should have, should not have introduced manslaughter at the very end when they never set up a case for manslaughter. They, I think, I think in some ways they actually overcharged the case, and that they were handicapped in several ways by the fact that they could not bring up racial profiling, and that they allowed the defense to get away with a lot of things. So they, I agree with you that 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 they were correct in a sense, bringing up that verdict. However, there has still been a miscarriage of justice in this case, and I and I established some reasons why I felt that the system has failed. And not, I'm not not talking about the court necessarily. But I'm talking about the entire system because this is something that is continuous, The continuous.
6: That's true. Um, it feels a lot of times when we look at um, the injustices on black on black or versus the um, defendant being black. That's true. We can't deny that. We see that. But that's not fair because to say that Zimmerman deserves to you know, we see the, the comments he deserves to be at the bottom of the prison and lock him up and kill him because we have that injustice. He deserves a fair trial. Did
4: anyone on he this line not. say anything like that, Terry? Did one else? Did anyone on this line say that he deserves no, he, to be killed or put under the prison? No,
6: no. When I say when I read the comments and what you've seen, okay, not nobody here. But as okay. far as you know, I'm just doing
4: I just want you to be – I just want everybody else to be clear that that had not been oh, done. I haven't, heard it. I haven't heard
6: it on this show. But, you know, in, in social media, you see a lot of people, you know, they, they lay their claim to to, uh, to Zimmerman. Oh, he needs to be locked at the bottom of the prison. And, oh, he needs to be dead. We need to kill him because of this. But And I asked if the roads were reversed. True, if the roads were reversed, we know if Zimmerman was black, he'd probably be in prison already.
1: We got this. That's true because it's If right. Zimmerman was There's black, we would have never about heard it. about the case. If he was black, we would have never heard right. about the case, okay? You. And You're he would have been arrested that night, and nobody would have had to march, and we would have never even found out about it, okay? You're but the right. fact, fact right. that we did find uh-huh. out about it, that is the uh-huh. good thing, okay? Because it does create um, a source for dialogue. Right. And but Let me
6: finish that. You're absolutely right. That's true. All of that would have happened. But I ask, would you feel the same way about Zimmerman if he were black?
4: If if he were black, would you say about about him getting off? But see, none of that would have happened. He wouldn't be having this conversation. You're right. You're
1: absolutely right.
4: It it would never happen.
1: So you're you're asking asking to flip it into something that would He would have been in (laughs) prison.
6: All of that would have happened. But would you still Hmm. feel strongly about it? Go ahead. Black security guards don't shoot white kids.
4: I was going to say I would still feel strongly about anyone who shot any te- any unarmed teenager for any reason. I would still feel strongly about that. But I, think particular- but I think in this particular case, because race is a factor, because he was unarmed, because Zimmerman had other, other recourse, he, he could have stayed in his car. He didn't have to go after a child. And all of his inconsistencies talking about he was looking for a street sign. When he when he's a neighborhood watchman, had been a neighborhood watchman, he lived in this neighborhood for years. I'm not buying that he just was looking for a street sign to give to the police officers. That's BS. So I mean there's you numerous other in that. But when this, we talk
6: this, this, about well, all of them is the actions that led up to, they were all legal. We can argue that. Was he wrong for doing it?
1: but believe it doesn't what? mean to. Which have done but
4: you have done inside I do think, think he's gonna gonna play? Play? probably not. He's, he's not, not a, believable. He's, he's, only, to he's only Zimmerman is hard only believable to bigots. Zimmerman is only believable to biggest. You figured okay, it was legal. Let me let me let me. Wait, wait, let me. let me make sure I say something because I want us to be clear on something. Legal doesn't mean right. It was legal in this country to own human beings. It was legal in this country to make to to hunt human beings down and bring them back to their owners. Okay? It was at it one was time rock. at one time you couldn't illegally you there was no legality to a black woman charging someone with rape. Okay? Mm-hmm. These are the things that are true of of our of our legal system. So saying that something is legal does not mean that it's right, that it's moral, that it's ethical. So that, that argument holds absolutely no weight with him,
2: okay? I
6: So because he followed him, he should be charged with murder, too. Is that what you're saying?
2: That's intent. That's what it is. Are you kidding me? That wasn't
6: intent. Now, far
2: as it was. And you what coming
4: he after he me after, was,
2: after a gun?
4: With a gun? Okay, my thing is, is that whether or not he intended to kill him is not something that I huh. can say. But when you have a gun, when you've been instructed not to follow someone... and when what I'm talking about. Some, well, those let's be clear here. Let's be clear it's on so the fact. Is,
2: what,
4: let's be clear on the intent- He wasn't instructed not
6: was to clear someone. Going, he said, said, we don't need you to do that.
4: Me. Excuse me. It huh. shows some oh, intentionality boy. with respect to a confrontation of some sort. He was intending... To get that kid In one way or another He was either going to accost him Or he was going to confront him but he was not going to let him get away And that is the thing that we have to be clear on When
6: when we listen to the tape the um, Zimmerman tells the an operator He lost him you know, After he said we don't need you to do that First I want to make sure that that wasn't an order They said we don't need you to do that That wasn't necessarily an order Maybe he shouldn't have done it Maybe he should have That's irrelevant <gasps>
2: So
4: that, the, at that point You got to let me talk You, gotta me to walk, you got to let me talk Because if I can't The rules of the neighborhood watch Don't have have anything to do with Hunting down suspects Or apprehending criminals And he was using cop speak The entire time That he was talking to the police officers, Talking about he followed the suspect okay, The he's reason not a why black. that's
6: not in question again Because he did nothing wrong in that you can he follow whoever you want
4: to. Did he did he do do wrong. You can follow anybody you want to. So
6: if I want to follow you in an open public space, I have that right. It's wrong. It's still wrong. Is it right? Is it right? Is it, right? it, it more Is it smart? Maybe not. But that was no, nothing but you wrong.
4: Used the word wrong. You used the word wrong. So I'm, I'm just saying it wasn't wrong. It was wrong.
6: You cannot charge him for murder, too, for doing something that you may not have done
4: when it was a legal action. I didn't say that they shouldn't charge them with murder too. I think they overcharged. And there and there's and there's maybe some reasons behind why they why they decided to go that route that I'm not really gonna go into right now.
6: I really think but, that they should have took the case to a grand jury and let them go ahead and send an indictment on a no bill, but they went over that because they felt they had enough to charge them with murder too. That in itself mm-hmm. was kind of like, you know, that that wasn't the right procedure. Only after the black community and the media went to protesting was they like, okay, now we got to go find out. Because when when they when um they investigated it, the police on the stand said that they found no evidence to arrest Was no criminal act.
4: They did no. They didn't actually do all of their jobs in the first place. Remember, they didn't they didn't they didn't bag the clothes properly. They didn't and they didn't even they didn't even knock on doors to find out if the child belonged to somebody. So the police had already decided that Zimmerman was innocent. They had decided that the black kid was not in the right place, that he didn't belong to anybody in that community without even checking first.
6: And they had until decided find, that
4: Zimmerman was in the right.
6: Until you find some evidence of criminal acts, then you have to arrest. But if you don't find one, you can't arrest them and but say, they well, maybe we're going to
4: hold you just any. in case. They didn't look for any. They assumed that the black child was guilty of whatever it was that Zimmerman, Suspected him of. That's what. That's why. Because children, even black children are not given the presumption of innocence. When you investigate a murder, the fact that you're investigating a murder, even investigating a murder, suggests that you think that there may have been a, a reason why this person was a victim, that why this person did not contribute to their own death. That is the presumption behind an investigation they didn't do a proper investigation to begin with let me go, where that, that sure. child was concerned they did not they violated his civil rights, they violated, civil rights. yes they violated his civil rights they <laughs> didn't they didn't they didn't they didn't give him they didn't give him the benefit of a full investigation to begin with. Relative.
7: okay can i uh interject for a second hello
6: yeah
7: go ahead okay uh I, yeah i know it's getting kind of getting heated a little bit especially trying to take care of these trolls in chat but it's it's something that I've, i wanted to say earlier it's something that i noticed with a lot of my coworkers, uh a lot of folks that you know i'll talk to casually in, in and outside of working on facebook and it's very interesting as to how easy it is for people to try and find this, this politically correct middle ground, whereas, oh, well, they both were probably doing something they shouldn't have been doing that night. And I kept hearing that over and over and over again, even before the trial started. And I only think to myself, well, it's interesting. We've already proved that George Zimmerman was carrying a gun who was not supposed to be. That was already proven. And with, without, a, without a doubt, everyone agrees on that, but that keeps getting skipped over for some reason. It is also proven that he profiled Trayvon Martin without even knowing anything about him. He assumed that he wasn't supposed to be there, and he assumed that he was talking up to no good. Likewise, everyone else also profiled him in the same manner and assumed that he did something wrong, even though nobody, there was nothing proven in the entire case that he actually did anything wrong other than use some racist slurs, which I, I, I detest, criminally he did nothing wrong, but it was all too easy to assume that he did. And he was, for no way, shape, or form, given the benefit of the doubt. And for the life of me, I, you know, I've tried to express this to other folks who have not. Of course, the folks that are expressing this have never had to go through anything like that in their life. So they I guess it's hard for them to actually understand what being criminalized or inherent criminalization is, and mm-hmm. being looked at upon that sort of way, but it, it's amazing that 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 entire concept just escaped them, and that how easy it was for them to assume that he was doing wrong, rather than maybe he honestly was just, I, I, maybe just maybe it just may be me, maybe he was just coming home from the fucking store with some candy and a, a goddamn iced tea. And someone who accosts him in the middle of the night may have not wanted to ask him for a cup of fucking sugar. Because, I'm sorry, where I'm from, if somebody approaches you in the middle of the night, they want to either kill you or rob you or rob you to kill you. Of course he's going to be hostile. Of course, anybody who approaches me now, even as an adult, accosts me in the middle of the night, I'm going to be suspicious just because of where I grew up in in central Louisiana. That's, That's just not going to change. That is a defense mechanism for survival. For me to have been alive today to talk about it, so it it just it infuriates me that how easy this criminalization is of a young black teen is is just oh, it's such a foreign concept. But you know, I guess in between us collecting welfare checks and popping out children, we find some time to you know rob a few people here and there.
4: Well, I, I, I didn't get to the beginning, guys, because I was having some technical difficulties. But I do want to say that there is going to be a show tomorrow. Kim will be back hosting uh, tomorrow night at 7 uh, p.m. Central Standard Time. So please tune in for that, and we'll talk more about this case. Um, but I think we probably should, um, you know, get into, you know, some of our other the other topics that have to do with. Um, you know, with the, the topic of, of today's topic, which is is society going forward or backwards. So if we could get to that. Does anybody have any thoughts on that?
7: Well, you can look in the chat to get your answer for that. I mean, just wow. it's
4: just, just look
7: at the chat for a second. Look how many of them are in here and that are, are, are really trying to project their racist ideology, which is the irony. They come to a, a show not wanting to actually contribute, but wanting to just troll and perpetuate the same racist ignorance that they you know they claim that we're doing. So and, and yeah, can we have an adult debate? Well, okay. How about you and your friends stop trolling? Um, hey, um
4: that- Mario, I uh someone I S L E O um, whatever, he needs to go. I'm
3: trying. I'm, I'm trying to stay on top of them. As a matter of fact, uh, I'm bringing a few calls. Uh, oh, this should be good. Uh, go ahead. You're live now.
8: Uh, is that me? Yeah, it's you. Oh hey, 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 Paul hey here. Hey Mario, good to hear from you. <laughs> um you too, man. Yeah, I. Uh, I'm calling in as a Florida resident, and one of the things I wanted to say that I wasn't aware of until I looked a little deeper into uh, this this whole Trayvon Martin thing and the George Zimmerman case after the acquittal last night is, I don't know if anyone's brought this up because I missed the earlier part of the show, but the nature of the way self-defense law works in the state of Florida, which was apparently changed, um, it isn't just the stand your ground thing, which was apparently not an affirmative defense in this case, but that oh. the laws that created the self uh, stand your ground precedent have made it so that um, instead of a defendant making an affirmative case with, sta- um, with, with self-defense, the onus is on the prosecution to prove that it wasn't self-defense, oh. which strikes me as a terrible legal precedent that can easily be applied in a racist manner and uh i think that we're going to see a lot of bad results from that uh, in this in this state of mind unfortunately yeah
3: like proving yeah, a
6: double it it's it's it, why was it so hard to make to come up prove
8: it yeah i mean i think there was even a case where there was um some crazy guy who was at his home who shot a traveling salesman and claimed the um Self-defense, basically, and they were having some difficulty prosecuting him because of the nature of the way that the law has has changed.
3: See, I wasn't even aware of all that. Well,
8: Mm -hmm. There's a lot of terrible shit that goes down in Florida, pardon my French.
2: I believe that.
8: Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's kind of hard because I see a lot of people that are that are obviously and rightfully frustrated with the verdict in the case, but because of the nature of the law and the the uh, i guess the the burden of proof being on the prosecution in this particular manner, and uh, apparently the way in which they prosecuted with the emphasis on murder too rather than manslaughter i didn't even know he was charged with manslaughter initially, and when I first
6: yes, he wasn't. They brought it, it up to the last. They added it in as a
8: lesser charge. Yeah, they and yeah. The, the the problem is, as I understand it, that um, if they are making a self defense case, then it becomes the the burden of the prosecution to prove that it wasn't self defense, which goes to intention and other things like that that would be really difficult to, to prove. actually prove.
6: Yeah. Yeah, um,
4: actually, I, I was reading this morning that there was a, that there are people who are trying to, um, you know, lobby for um, a Trayvon rule to be legislated, um, which would, you know, suggest that, like, if you started a confrontation or if you followed someone and it led to a confrontation or to their, that person's death, that, you know, you've lost that, the ability to essentially claim self-defense.
8: Yeah, I just think that the the stand your ground thing is is problematic in general. I mean, it is. Just, I, I don't think it's necessarily. Uh, a, a bunch of other states, their self defense laws apparently, you are legally obligated to retreat if possible, and yeah. then if if retreat is not possible, self defense is an affirmative. The way works. Right. Yeah, but it the but it way. seems like it's backwards here.
6: You can't beat the aggressor and
8: claim self defense. Mm-hmm. But in, in the state of Florida, apparently you can you can under these laws you can initiate a fight or some sort of conflict and then claim self defense if you believe your life or or you know severe severe danger to your life or self or I guess other people is also included in the letter of the law.
6: It's and that's what was particularly difficult about oh, I'm sorry to Coach. to cut you off,
8: go ahead. Oh no, go ahead, go ahead.
6: I think that's what was particularly difficult about this one, because um, the question one is following an aggressive act. If so, or if not, when the confrontation started, because what we have from the evidence, and Jantel's testimony backed it up, was that um, he came from behind him, and he said, why well, are you following me? He asked, what are you doing over here? The phone hangs up. Well, he said, oh, you're going to die tonight, but that wasn't, you know, a factual. That was his statement of what happened, but the phone hung up after that. So we have no idea of what happened after that or who threw the first punch. Zimmerman could have very well threw the first punch. If, in fact, he did, he can't claim self-defense. If Trayvon threw the first punch, he can't claim self-defense. So we don't know which one threw the first punch. We have to go off of, well, See. Who's, more, who's more likely to have it approach the other or who initiated right. it. And it's all speculation after that.
8: I think the problem is, though, under the letter of the law in Florida, after these changes that were made to the defense and how self-defense is claimed and examined and, and who has the burden to proof and everything like that, that in the state of Florida, it actually doesn't matter who threw the first punch or who initiated the aggressive action. It merely matters whether the person, the defendant... They
4: do, they feel fear for their lives.
8: Exactly. And That's apparently, I was, I was reading about um, someone, a lawyer, who was talking about a case that was a bar fight between two men where both of them were independently charged with assault and both of them were acquitted because in each case, their juries felt that they were making a compelling case that they were in fear of their lives, even though... Well, if- they were both, like, equally responsible for the fight.
6: If it had been on the other shoe, it sets up a bad precedence as well. It says that I could be innocently walking down the street unarmed, and there's a guy following me, and I don't know mm-hmm. who he is. Yeah. And if I feel that my life is in danger at that time, before he's approached me and attacked me, I can attack him first and claim self-defense. And that's is what that we're, we're
8: seeing. We're actually seeing stuff like that here in the state of Florida. There are cases that are being dropped there'
4: there are other cases as well I mean there was a case of a um i believe it was a in this case it was a black man and a white and a white um and a white guy a black guy had shot the white man claiming that he was standing his ground um I'm not sure if he started the fight, but um the circumstances were were really ridiculous. There was really no reason that if they were in a fist fight that this man had to shoot the guy. Because he wasn't, he wasn't in danger of, you know, his wife wasn't in danger, you know, maybe a couple of bones in his face, you know, but his wife wasn't in danger, and he shot this kid in front of his, in front of the man's child, and I, I thought that was a horrible case, um, you know, where stand your didn't make sense. But apparently there has been a few, a handful of cases where people's lives were saved because of, you know, this law being in place, but. I think that it's it's too problematic to keep on the books, you know, for reasons like what we saw. How
2: about this lady? I think this is in Florida, uh, who shot up in the air. You know who I'm talking about? And she got 20
4: minutes. Yeah. That was was actually um, the the same um, woman, uh, Angela Corey, you know, who was um, at the press conference last night, um, who you know, one of the investigators who had actually investigated this case and decided whether or not to bring it to trial. And um, what's so interesting about that case is, um, and they brought this up on um, NHC this morning, is that she was saying like this woman uh, decided to throw the book at that woman because there were children in the house. So her thing is is that she's supposed to be an advocate for children, and people were saying, okay. "Well, not she's such an advocate for children, why didn't she get you know uh, more involved?" In this case, with Trayvon, instead of leaving it to your underlings, well, you know,
8: there but there has been. I don't been know. I some, mean, I don't know if I
4: necessarily believe that, but you know. Uh, when I first are.
8: when I first heard about that case, I was outraged. But looking a little bit deeper into it, there's some selective reporting of of things that people aren't necessarily aware of. The reason the woman was prosecuted in the first place was because when she fired at her ex, her children were in the arc of fire. And ballistics apparently um, bears that out. The, the bullet holes were in the walls, not, not the uh, ceiling. Also, okay. apparently, after she was released on bail after being charged with the crime and told by the judge to have no contact with her ex, she went to his home and gave him a black eye when was arrested uh, by uh, the cops again. It's, it's really, really messy and ugly and not as well. Well, why
2: did she shoot from the get-go?
8: That's what the was thing.
2: He, what was he doing? Uh,
8: well, she claims that he was attacking her. Oh, he claims that she was angry at him for sleeping around with other women. And, uh, you know, it's just... I mean, I honestly don't know enough facts about the case. I just know that it isn't simply uh, an example of this, this one lady trying to, to protect her children because the trajectory of the bullet puts that into question and her later behavior is also kind of suspicious to say the least. Yeah. It's one of those things where I don't know the facts and I would have to leave it up. Well, I guess the jury has already decided, but it doesn't change the fact that the law is is a bad law that can be applied racistly. As I think we can, we can definitely say that there, there, there are laws that are, that are applied unfairly against people if they don't match the, the the skin color that's expected i guess
4: i think that also um you know something that um you know and this you know i and like i said i don't think we should spend you know all of the you know two hours of the show talking about this you know Trayvon martin because um i know we're having another show tomorrow and you guys are watching to tune into that at 7 pm since time but um i think also one of the things that um this brings to my mind is you know the fact that justice in this country also has a lot to do with um how much money you have or how much money you can raise exactly for your defense and i was um i was you know George Zimmerman raised over four hundred and fifty thousand dollars for his defense and um I was watching a documentary that's on um h b o for those of you that are interested called um Gideon's army and it follows three um you know, um, public defenders, and it talks about you know their their lives and you know the sorts of things that they have to do. And uh, one of the things that was so that I that I I was really you know shocked by or or, or interested in was um you know just sort of the ingenuity that some and, and and the genius that some of these public defenders have to have because they are working with fewer resources um, than the state prosecutor and and sometimes you know, they don't have money for things like um, you know, depositions and um, you know, um, uh, you know, forensics tests. Um, in one case um that was shown on the documentary, there was a um a defendant who was being charged with um with um armed robbery and he said he wasn't involved. Now the the police the the um defense the public defender had found out that police had taken fingerprints at the crime scene. So he didn't have money to get those fingerprints tested, so he actually tricked the prosecutor into testing them for him by, um, you know, trying to get the uh, fingerprints to be excluded from trial. When he tried to do that, the prosecutor actually tested the fingerprints and proved that um, those fingerprints were not his clients. But unfortunately for his client, the prosecutor was able to convince the defendant's best friend to testify against him in exchange for a lesser charge. So on the basis of the friend's testimony, um, you know, he had to cop to a lesser clue of uh, robbery by intimidation. But But just that little bit, you know, kind of shows you just the sort of, Lack of resources that we give to public defenders, and how um, how class divided, you know, justice is in our country. Absolutely. And
2: don't, forget, and don't forget who his daddy was, or is, or was.
4: Oh well, George Zimmerman. Yes, of course. Um, oh. His father is a judge, but um, but yeah, I mean, they're just it's just it's just something to keep in mind that you know that. Justice is stratified in this country, not just by race, but also by by class. Um, Absolutely. You know, people. You know, these, these public defenders, they have about 150 cases or more at one time. You know, some law firms, you know, they only assign a case at a time to a particular lawyer or attorney. You know, and they have, and some of these firms have limitless resources, and you know, it's just, it's unfortunate. That um, you know that a person a person who hasn't yet been indicted can sit in prison or sit in jail for months at a time, and meanwhile while they're sitting in in, in jail for months at a time, their children die, or their or their house gets taken, or they lose their job, or they lose any means to support themselves. And even if they're able, you know, to you know defend themselves successfully and get out. You know, they may not be able to reacquire
3: those things. You know? Does anyone think that uh, the court of public opinion and our expectations and or our thoughts about the uh the case before before its conclusion really contributed to the I guess monumental disappointment everyone is feeling about it? I'm, I'm sorry, not sure. I'm not sure exactly what you're again? asking. It seems to me that, you know, going into this case, you know, and um, over the last few months, and I saw the same thing with the Casey Anthony situation, is that there was a lot of dialogue. And pretty much the person that had already been found guilty before, the guilty verdict, had even been announced or before had even went to trial. And then when she was found not guilty, there was an epic amount of crestfallen, very uh, uh, disappointed um, responses and whatnot on Facebook. Do you think that we kind of hype ourselves up to kind of expect something or, you know, hope something's going to happen or a verdict is going to come that we feel that this person deserves. And then when it does not happen, that contributes to the, the vitriol and the, the, the anger think. that everyone feels. Absolutely.
8: Yeah, I think that that's certainly true to a point. It speaks to a larger problem, though, I think, of our culture of violence in many respects. I think one of the things that I thought was... Most grotesque about, I mean, other than the, the, just the injustice of the entire scenario. But after the verdict was announced, when I was on social media, Facebook and Twitter, and I was seeing all of these, you know, white privileged, uh, supposedly liberal people calling for bloodshed. I mean, like literal bloodshed, like like mm-hmm. making death threats and that sort of thing. And I was thinking to myself, how how does this possibly help the situation? Uh also I think I got kicked out of the chat room but I don't know why.
2: <laughs> uh, so he might
4: have just gone on a on a um on a on a banning spree, so you might yeah. have to add him back in, Mario. So um but yeah, um you know it's 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 hard not to sometimes get emotionally involved in some of these cases. I mean you see this this you know, George Zimmerman was a 28 year old man, and Trayvon Martin was a 17 year old child. He was a child, you know what I mean? And it's hard not to um, to feel um, to feel, you know, strongly when you hear that a child has been hurt. You know, so
8: certainly, but I just don't think that that calls for like vigilante style
0: justice.
4: Oh, no, 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 obviously. No, 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 I yeah. wasn't I don't think anyone here does either. I, no, I I don't justify, you know, vigilante justice. I don't just, justify vigilante justice against George Zimmerman, and I don't justify George Zimmerman's vigilante-style justice, exactly. you know, so I don't justify either. I think a lot of
6: the times I think that a lot of times we need a villain. Um, I was discussing with my sister about the same cases that, and she says it's the fact that Trayvon Martin died at the hands of George Zimmerman, rather guilty or not, that he deserves some type of punishment. We need someone to blame. We need the villain. So if nothing did happen to Trayvon, as if there's no justice for Trayvon, because something has to have happened to the person because he caused it, rather the reason why he caused it is irrelevant or not. We need that villain or someone to blame.
4: Well, I mean, it's it's not just that for me. It's just, uh, you know, as a free thinker, I don't believe in a hereafter. And um, and because of, you know, the things that I know about or uh, the things that I've come to know about the world and, and, you know, my thinking in terms of karma and, you know, what have you, I don't believe in karma. I don't believe in any form of cosmic justice. So yeah. if if there is going to be justice, it has to come from human justice. It has to come from our criminal justice system. And because I, because I don't believe in vigilante justice, I don't believe in bench mobs you know what I mean? I think... Um, I think that this is the only um, the only way that we can exert justice. We can't, de- de- you know, depend on a god or a, a fictional hell to take care of it for us. But um, you know, just as, you know, there are there are a few other avenues by which the Martin family can seek justice. And, and I I'm, I'm sort of reading some reports that there may actually be um, some federal charges being filed against uh George Zimmerman. Yeah. And um yeah. not only that, but the Martin family can also sue George Zimmerman um for wrongful death. Um, you know, and um, and they will and I hope that they um are able to prove their case in court successfully and to at least get some sliver of justice. And I hope that maybe um even they can, you know, successfully Legislate this Trayvon, you know, rule if, um, you know, if that comes to pass, you know, um, because that might, you know, prevent, you know, some, some similar tragedy in the future, you know.
6: So. I think that's where it should have been the first place in civil court. And Zimmerman family got the money, but as far as criminal court, um, there was no evidence of a crime. And I'm not trying I to get them back on that again, but that's time there was
4: no evidence I don't of the crime think I disagree with you there. I think there Religion is evidence of crime. I think that I think that there were numerous balls dropped, and I think that the the investigation was improperly conducted. And I think that um, and I and I hope that they'll get some some form of justice, whether it's in the federal court, the civil court, or both. And I I I hope that they will get what they what they deserve, and I hope they get the peace that they need and deserve.
3: But well, this case has certainly brought up a lot of interesting points. And um, a lot of these things that are, you know, there are a lot of things that, uh, that are being said that, you know, some things I didn't even know or didn't completely understand what night what myself. And uh, I admit that I did go on the Saturday myself last night. And, uh, you know, because I was looking at it from the standpoint of this guy, this, this young kid was killed and this guy's getting away with it. And it really struck my core. And I think we, a, a lot of people, most of us really, really reacted that way. And it's kind of hard not to. It's kind of hard not to be mostly charged behind the situation because you're looking at this as this guy is literally getting away with murder. And um, it was the same way with the Casey Anthony situation. I don't – my personal standpoint, though, and I I accept the fact that I may be wrong about it, is that it's – Race has something to do with it, but the major issue to me is that this is a bad law, a very flawed law that has too many implications where it can be misused and end up causing villains to get over on victims and people to go free. And you know, I mean, first of all, it should be it should be perfectly accessible for me that my life is in mortal danger that I have the right to defend myself without question, but if i have to explain how i defended myself from someone i chased then there's there's a very big problem with it if i have to explain to you, explain to me how i can chase someone down and still claim self defense and then the law still somehow works in my favor because I, i'm not standing my ground he's not standing well, his ground
2: it's, it's also ahead.
8: the fact that the the law won't be applied equally people that are black people are going to be subjected to greater scrutiny than the exactly. people that are white or, or uh, Latino, I guess.
3: I mean, <sighs> exactly.
4: Well, I just, I think that it's, I think that it's all interesting that we're, you know, we're, um, you know, and I, I, I want to move the conversation along because again, you know, we're going to be talking about this um, situation again, tomorrow night at seven PM Central Standard Time. But um you know, I I think it's it's worth noting that, you know, this year will mark the fiftieth anniversary of the sixteenth sixteenth Street Baptist Church bombing. Um and you know the four little girls who were killed in that bombing. Um yep. you know it it was a it was a um it was a, a major tragedy during the civil rights movement. And um you know I, I think it's interesting that we're coming up on the fiftieth anniversary of that, the same year um that we saw, you know, the Voting Rights Act, you know, get vetted essentially. Um, and I think that, that says a lot about where we stand in our society and whether or not we're going forwards or backwards. I think that we're going backwards in many ways. What do you guys oh, think?
2: Most definitely.
8: I like to think that there's some hope for the future though. I mean as bad as things may be when we have injustices like this and when we have the Supreme Court doing things like that, that that at least more people are aware of these things, they're more concerned, they're more outraged, and they're willing to express it, and they have new tools at their disposal, like, well, like Facebook, like Twitter, like social media, to get the word out there and uh, to not just sort of silently acquiesce to the injustice of, of you know, what's What's being forced upon people so despite despite the tragedies and despite the the injustices i'd like to think that there is some hope for the future that we can write these wrongs i would like
4: to think, like to think so too that it, it is hard not to be cynical um hmm. it is very hard not to be cynical in this age especially um you know that in a country where despite the fact that we elected our first black president you know that also, you know, uh, caused uh, many people to form uh, race, racial hate groups. I mean, there's a number of, mm-hmm. you know, of militias and, and and hate groups that formed solely because they were um, upset about Obama being elected. You know, right. there are, you know, and, and then and then a lot of this anti-immigration talk that we're talking that we're we're seeing is is deeply racist. You know? Um, it it it's, it's troubling, you know, for a person of color like myself to see that and to see what's happened with, you know, this this government case and to see the getting of the Voting Rights Act and to know that there are still yet more challenges that are going to be brought against the Voting Rights Act because there are other um there are other, you know, parts of the, of the Voting Rights Act that are being targeted, um, you know, by ALEC and other, you know, conservative, you know, movements. Um, it's troubling for me, and I think we I think we are headed in the wrong direction.
2: Oh, yeah. it,
3: it is very troubling, I mean, because you got to imagine that, you know, there are people who are just, I mean, when you see how gung-ho people are about guns and whatnot and mm-hmm. violence, uh, look, I, there was a case. And I think it was Upper Midwest. I can't remember exactly where. In which these two kids went into to the store to rob this guy, and um, he pulled out a gun and shot, shot them. One guy ran off. The other one was struck and fell on the ground. He came around the corner, I mean around the counter, chased the other guy out the out the, window, out the door. That he got away. The guy come back comes back in. He has already unloaded his clip. There's a kid, young black kid, laying on the ground, bleeding. He is no longer a threat at this point. This guy goes to the back, gets another gun, and comes back and shoots him point blank. Now he didn't get off with that, but there were so many people who supported him, saying that he had a right. That was self defense and stuff like that. Uh, it becomes, you know, when you get into cases like this, you see the true ugliness of just how bad people can be. And there are some people who absolutely do not care about your life simply because you are the black or you're a woman or something like that. You are nothing to these people. And for those people there's no dialogue that you have and there's nothing that they will
4: accept. I mean, I mean think right, about right. it. I mean we live in a country now where where tampons and sidewalk are considered weapons and are considered dangerous. But you can have a gun in the in the state assembly. And you can have a gun on the street, and that's acceptable, right? But you can't carry tampons in the state of and you can't be walking around while black while, where there's sidewalks. Yeah,
3: three, four, seven. You're on. Oh, oh. Have a look. yeah. So um, I have this buddy, and um, well, first off, I think this uh, whole Zimmerman case is kind of being blown out of proportion here, because uh, I have this buddy. That was uh, killed about a, a year ago. You know, he was going to the gas station get some Arizona iced tea while I was chilling at home. And um, he got shot by an African-American dude. And I didn't see it on the news. I didn't hear about it. Like, uh, it wasn't publicized anywhere. So, it's just like, just because, the, Trayvon, don't get me wrong, it's depressing that this kid died. Just because he's African American, he was killed by like a, a white person or someone of white color. You know, but to realize normal. that our society is kind of like racist. It's,
2: it's
4: normal.
3: Yeah. Okay. Thank you for your comment. What do y'all think about that?
4: It's normal. Um. I'm, I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm at this point. I'm I'm thinking that's a troll. But um, I think that you know. It's unfortunate as it is true. It's unfortunate that your friend was shot. It, it 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 truly is. Unfortunately, um, you know these, you know it it happens and it is wrong. And I'm, I hope that your friend and his family got some kind of justice if it's real. I don't believe it is, um, you know. But um, in in Trayvon's case, I think that we will a number of reasons why this this case is different from your friend's and why it is racial. And why it's not been blown out of proportion. And you can go back and listen to it again. But I really am, I'm really done going over and over the Trayvon base because, again, that was not the topic of this show. And we are going to have a longer discussion about it tomorrow. So you can call in and ask that question then. But for right now, I'm done with it. So.
3: Okay. Well, I guess we have batted that, that back and forth enough anyway. I didn't expect that we'd get get it going this long, but it was a good conversation nonetheless. And um do y'all think does anyone think that the society that our society is actually improving? So and how are we making any strides mm-hmm. to making a better a better society not just for certain groups but all minorities or all people involved?
2: I think that a lot of people think that you know, uh I've I've heard people you know years ago when I was younger would say that's just the way it is. And and you know, they just accept too much. You know, uh it we got people like that that just accept the way it is. You know. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, you know, but uh I I I I'm seeing that, you know. You know, I'm just seeing that also just it's just the way it is.
4: Huh. I mean if you if you're I, asking me, you, do I think things are getting better, my answer is absolutely no. Like I don't I don't think that they're I don't think they're as bad as they could be. I think but I don't think they're getting much better. I think they're getting worse and I think um I think they've been getting worse in a lot of in a lot of areas for a very long time. And if you want to talk about education, I think education is getting worse. I think that um, some of it has to do with um, the fact that there is a growing uh, part of our population that feels that this country is not belongs to them, and it, they don't want it to change. It's you know its color. They really want it to remain sort of you know ostensibly white. And, um, they are trying to change the history books and the curriculum to reflect a particular view of history that says that you know that America has always been in the right, you know that slavery wasn't so bad um you know that we haven't mistreated you know immigrants or you know people of color in any way that the you know that the civil rights movement you know was successful and that you know, there are really no more challenges that need to be made. Um, saying that while, meanwhile, you know, erasing practically all of the progress that was made by the civil rights movement. And, um, you know, all you remain, and, and they're hiding it behind this post-racial, you know, colorblind screen. And some of us have bought into it. And I think some of us are being, are, are waking up, you know, I hope
5: so I just
8: I personally think that there are some very vocal and very terrible people, like the people in Texas, for example, that are trying to push through all of the changes to the history books um you know, the people that are clamoring for you know abstinence only education programs and and all of that sort of thing um but i I do feel like more and more people are are putting up with their bullshit less and less. So that does give me some hope. I I do definitely think that that there have been some pretty major setbacks along the way, but I do feel that there is some progress, as small or incremental as it might be. And so I hope for the future. But um, I do have to go, so I'll uh, I'll let you guys go. Thank you very much for having me on.
3: Happy to be here. Thanks for calling in. And um, just uh, just you know, to do a plug for my friend. That was uh, Paul Chapman. He does the uh. Uh, uh greatest movie ever podcast um uh, something I've been listening to for like four or five years now you know he's a great guy has great com- comments and um if you like if you like movies especially shitty B movies and you like to talk about them you know check out the podcast and whatnot and he has a lot of other things too so uh just you know friend him on facebook or check him out and whatnot and he was going on uh pre- i'm i'm really uh appreciative of all the uh comments that are being made and um especially all the intelligent all the intelligent dialogue that's coming about, Um, you know, I mean, because, you know, I expect nothing less of of all y'all because, you know, I I know that a lot of y'all, you know, even if I disagree with you, I understand where you're coming from at least. And um, I think that a lot of people, I think emotion feeds a lot of our responses and a lot of of the way we look at uh, the things that are going on. And honestly, how else can you look at things, you know? without looking at something, someone you have some type of similar connection to. In the case of Casey Anthony, most of the, the vitriol and the anger I saw were from white women, and some of these white women do have children. So I understand why they would be upset and everything like that. And so when I look at society as a whole and I'm looking at the way things are going and I'm seeing the effect that social media is having on pushing these ideas out there that this is not right, we have to put Attention on this. We had to put pressure on these people to do do things properly and perform perform uh, to the way that not only satisfies the victims involved, but our society in general. I do think that things are getting slightly better. They are they are definitely better than they could have been. And because I listen to my grandparents talk, and um, my grandmother is seventy three, my grandma, grandfather is eighty one. And these are people who went through times when there were white-only bathrooms in my hometown, and everything like that. And these are people who saw what racism could really, how ugly it could be. And
4: um I mean, just because they, we operated a, a, under a paradigm that says that that had racism as you know more in a more overt context, does not necessarily mean that racism is not. As with us as it was back then. No, 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 no. I, I wasn't at all. No. As much with us. Yeah. I think it's just as much with yeah. us now as it has ever been, and I think that now it's much more insidious because it isn't in the open. You know, because it can be. You know, it can be. Um, you know, covered by you know a, a law that's supposed to right. you know be you know more um, you know more colorblind. You know what I mean, or what have you. You know, I mean, think about think about um, of the unemployment numbers. You know, unemployment for Black people has always been high in this country. It has always right. been at least double that of of, of white unemployment. You know, um, look at the fact that um, because of the new rules regarding student loans, that there are uh oh, yeah. there are Black students, there are Black students who, you know, just last year were able to go to school, and this year they can't. You know what I mean? And think about think about think about. uh, I was going to say think about the number of black people who were harmed in the last in the last recession. Who took a major hit, and now you know everything from you know getting government clearances to getting student loans to getting certain kinds of jobs. You know has been shut off to um, by them because they weren't able to escape the last recession unscathed.
2: Right. Right. I mean, it, it, the, the whole
3: the student loan thing uh, really affected me because I'm someone who has a good amount of student loans, and um, especially when they 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 raise the uh, interest rates and whatnot, I, I thought that was really cold blooded. Um, I mean, this, this whole thing is incredible. I mean, because you gotta, you know, uh, we try to we try to hope for the best, we're told that work hard play by the rules and you'll get ahead in life. And actually that's not the case. The case is that if you can know the right people, please the right people, and grease the right, right hands, you can get ahead of everybody who is doing things the hard way. Who are I should say, I'm sorry, man.
0: And that's not fair. Not
2: bad.
3: And uh somebody no, it's not a,
2: you know. Somebody should write a book, you know, one of these uh black executives ought to write a book on the title be, How to Kiss Ass Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. No. <laughs> Seriously.
3: Yeah,
4: did you know, I'll
3: bring it.
6: on a... Okay. Did you guys watch the um, Bill Maher series this Friday? They had um, Mike Rowe from Great Jobs, and, and he kind of made a similar point. He said, we're loaning money for, for students to go to college, get a degree. They can't even get a job.
3: Decent enough to pay back the college loans. So, exactly.
4: Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Now, I mean, and now, and now the and now the interest rates have doubled. You know, they've doubled. So it's like, you know, I mean, how are they going to pay these things back? You know, there aren't enough living wage jobs. You know, we haven't we haven't raised the minimum wage in years. We've cut back on on the SNAP program. Which was feeding people, who were a lot of whom were harmed in the last recession. You know, we we aren't expanding economic opportunity, and yet we are closing the door to social to the social safety nets that have have helped sustain people in these in these trying times. And a lot of those people, let's just face it, are black and brown.
6: Well, what kind of is that there were uh, jobs available, but' their jobs such as like um plumbing or construction jobs that nobody really wants or that black and brown people won't work Now, I see a lot of Mexicans in construction, but i mean it, it begs the question if if I went to school and got a four year degree, do I really wanna go work construction? Is that what I say that all up study for doing thesis papers and you know so
4: how can you even put- buy it than what black people or brown people or other people are getting into construction? I I don't buy that. I I think that we have to recognize that there is, you know, despite everyone saying we want to have Americans working these jobs, that we really don't. And that a lot of people in these various industries do get over by using immigrant labor because they can afford to pay them less, because they aren't here legally, and they don't have to be responsible for these people's insurance or their health or well-being. So we have to be honest about that part of it too. It's not just a matter of Americans aren't taking these jobs. In some cases, Americans are not being offered these jobs because they can get a Mexican to do the job, you know, or a or another type of immigrant to do the job for cheaper.
3: Right. Six one four, you're on the line. I know you've been holding for a while, sorry about that.
5: <laughs> hey, thanks Mario. It's me. Um, as far as have we progressed or have things Uh, going backwards, I'm going to say yes and no, Um, especially since the recent verdict. I mean, everybody has your hot button today. It's really, really sensitive. I think we're going to get a truer indicator of how the different attitudes are a month, six months later. I mean, obviously racism is still there. I've been taking a peek into what people are saying outside. of my own social circle. And I know a local radio station on FB right here in my hometown. I looked at some of the comments that some folks were saying, and some of the comments, you know, it kind of shocked me at first or surprised me, and then I had to come to my senses and say, okay, why are you surprised? And, you know, they... You had people that were saying... Oh no! It's a it's a um, it's a self defense issue. Blah blah blah. You know, he had the right to defend himself. In some of the comments that I was reading, it almost seemed as though that they inferred that this young black child needed to get white uh, white permission to walk the street, no matter mm-hmm. it was night day or whatever. That's that's the feeling, that that's the impression that I got. And one part of me is sickened by it. Another part of me is outraged by it. I threw in my own little bubble, which was, and uh, it was funny how no one responded, and that was, and, and uh, this has been brought up in today's show, and that is, if you are a 17-year-old. It's raining outside. You throw up your hood to go walking back to where your dad is because you're visiting with your dad at his fiancé's house. You're walking in a strange area. You're on the phone with your friend saying, hi, friend. And all of a sudden you notice there's this strange man following you at night. You don't know who he is. You don't know what he wants. Is hey, this guy going to try to jump me or what? I see it as Travon had to defend himself.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: And... Perhaps Trevon got in a few shots because he was in fear of his life. You're gonna as was brought up in the chat room, your your uh uh your instincts are gonna jump in. He's either gonna be fight or flight. One of the two. And in my view, Trevon may have thought, Hey, I'm in a corner, I don't know where I'm at, I can't you know, it, this is happening too quick. I got my one friend on the phone already, blah 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 blah. But Unfortunately, nobody saw it. Unfortunately, nobody had their camera phone out or anything that was brought out in the case. One woman heard the screams outside. She could have at least peeked out the door, peeked out a window to see what was going on so she could describe the situation to the dispatcher. But she didn't because she was who so scared. And I also found it interesting how the defense, the last, one of the last witnesses they brought up, was this white woman that Zimmerman had befriended and what she was saying on the stand. I found that very interesting and the reasons why I found it interesting is that yes, she's a white woman, she's saying, Well these African Americans they did a home invasion only so forth and so on. One I didn't think that didn't have anything to do with shit. Okay. Secondly, I'm like in my viewpoint, it seemed like the defense was trying to set their own racial tone by putting this white woman on the stand. I could be wrong. Right now, that's my impression. Um, I think the best thing that any of us can do is learn from the situation, understand what happened, why it happened, and apply those lessons to what's going to happen tomorrow. Because this type of thing is going to come up again. There's no doubt about it. And when it comes up again, we shouldn't be surprised. But we should, whoever is involved in the next situation, I would hope that they've learned from what has happened, in you know, the past year and a half and understand what it is they have to learn, how they have to apply it so that, yes, justice can be applied. That's very important. It's not a matter of, as I saw earlier today on Facebook, how someone put up one of those pictures talking about, oh, we have to let God give us the knowledge and the wisdom as we, as everyone has stated uh, earlier in the conversation, that prayer didn't do anything. What grand design did God's will play out? A young, seventeen-year-old kid got shot and killed, and he was ported to the police. To the police, doing nothing. He was walking down the street. Zimmerman was on his, from what I understand, was on his way to target the starless young kid walking. He walked and called down the street. You know, he saw him walking down the street and what was he doing? Was he peering into someone's window? Was he in the act of breaking into someone's house? No, he wasn't. He was just walking down the sidewalk, minding his business. Why didn't he, uh, Zimmerman? You could have minded your business, but at the same time, he was a neighborhood watchman. His obligation is to observe and to report. He observed that GZ was walking down the street. That's what he observed. There was no reason to call the police. But in his mind, he felt compelled to do so. And then he took up the extra steps by actually following him. And then I've heard people give the argument that, hey, that wasn't a police officer that told him that we don't need him to uh, follow. That was just a dispatcher. I don't care who the hell he was. Zimmerman was told for his own good, for his own safety, not to follow. He a bike. We can infer from that that is, you're if we're keeping you out of trouble, so that one, you can stay safe. We're saving you from any possible civil, uh, any civil charges that you can get, any charges that you can get to get sued from this. There's a lot of protection that went into, don't follow this kid. You'll get yourself in a world of trouble. But that's what he did. And now we have this total controversy that has engulfed our country and golf, engulfed many parts of the world. And, yes, I was upset. When I heard the verdict, I was cleaning the bathroom here, all right? I'm cleaning the bathroom. I'm doing my thing, blah, 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 blah. And then I come out the bathroom all of a sudden it's on television. I thought they were going to wait until Monday to announce the verdict. Yeah. And I saw it in... I was so shocked, and when as I took some self-introspect, I was really hurt. I, I had to keep quieting into myself. I, w- I was hurt by it. Granted, I wasn't surprised, but I was really hurt because the reality was there now. This is what we have to face, plain and simple. And I was hurt. I wanted to go off on a tirade like you, uh, Mario. But you know, I said no, no, no. Just let me process all this because I'm hurt right now. I'm I'm really hurt, um, and I'm thinking to myself. You know, what's going to happen from this point on? But as was told, as well, we all agreed, we have something to learn from it. And the gentleman, the caller that called in from Florida, I really appreciate his input into what he had to say and explaining. That, yes, this lovely thing things going on in Florida, and I've heard about some of them, uh, and why the laws got set up the way they did in Florida. And I, I think to add that is a very important so we can understand more as to what's going on down there. Now, as far as the Alexander case, where you have this black woman that she uh, was saying, that, you know, selfish and stuff with and so on, I understand what the caller was saying,
2: uh,
5: however... This was a warning shot, and she got 20 years? Come on. Where is the injustice in that? On one hand, we have something very questionable over here where a 17-year-old kid gets shot and he's killed, and that person's being set free. On the other hand, nobody was hurt. Granted, the shots came kind of close to some kids, but it was a warning shot on somebody that already had paid for them, granted, Maybe she shouldn't have gone back in the house to get her car keys. But it's a warning shock. Come on. Where are the politicians in Florida to stand up and say, hold on, wait a minute. We've made a mistake. 20 years is cruel and unusual punishment. That's too much. Let's fix this. You don't want you to hear the, or the prosecution saying this. Yeah, okay, yeah, we got our conviction, but don't you think that's a little bit much? And the judge saying, well... I have no you know, I don't have any room to operate in because this is what the law
4: says. So this is what she's getting. And that's true. Well, Go ahead. I was gonna, I was gonna say, um I was like, well, you bring up a very good point about civil so inequities and, and things, um, in this case. Um another thing to keep in mind, I don't know whether or not she had a public defender or whether or not she had um, enough money to afford her own attorney, but we also have to keep in mind that the fences are expensive. And yes, that that's right. um and part of and, and I don't think that it can be um that it's an exaggeration to say that the four hundred and fifty thousand dollars that Zimmerman raised is why he walked. Um yes. or has a good deal of why he to do with why he walked. Um so we have to keep that in mind. Um you know, I I I, I would uh I probably would, I would assume that because she's a woman of color and I'm not one that I've heard that is particularly well off, um, I would assume that she either used a public defender or, um, or you know, what attorney she could afford. And I'm assuming that wasn't a $450,000 attorney. Yes, yeah, you're so,
5: right. And, and I also noticed how it only took her very only 12 minutes to convict her. Now is
4: it Zimmerman got. yeah that's that's um, yeah I mean that, it and, and, you know we don't know the makeup of the jury or anything like that, so i mean sure. it, it, it's it's something um, you know it just, it is just, it just brings to mind that there are a lot of factors to consider when we're discussing the criminal justice system and and how um you know and how the different- c- outcomes are determined um I think that um We have to remember that, um, you know, that even today, even in our so-called post-racial society, that there are – that black and brown people tend to be um, on the side of that uh, that does not usually get fair, you know, justice or fair application of law um, because they stand – of where they stand in terms of race and uh, economics. So it's something to keep in mind.
2: But yes, um, it we're,
4: we're, we're getting down to the last, um, you know, towards the last 15 minutes of the show, and I just want to say again that tomorrow Kim will be back with us on Black Free Thinkers and that she will be hosting a show um, concerning the Trayvon Martin verdict, and the, the George Zimmerman verdict, shall we say, which um, is really sort of the Trayvon Martin verdict in a sense. Um, good um, article came out today in the, um, New York Times blogs by Jelani Cobb. Um I believe it's uh George Zimmerman, not guilty, blood on the roots or something like or Blood on the Leaves, um, a reference to uh the um song Strange Fruit. Um, yeah, originally sang by um, Billie Holiday. Um so probably should um give that a read. Um, and, uh, I don't really have any other, oh, there are some other announcements. Um, I believe that William and MC Brooks are hosting a show this week on um, intellectual elitism, and, and they'll also be talking about scientism and, yeah. um, and some other things. Um, so you guys should probably, uh, look out for that on the book seat, um, and I don't know who else is coming up next week. I think that that really means it. I don't know what the Sunday show will be about, but please tune in tomorrow night at seven o'clock and um oh sorry. Grace feed is on Wednesday at eight PM. Um and you know, I'm sure that Kim will uh give further announcements tomorrow night at seven PM and also um, you know, give you some highlights of her of her experience with the um the uh Black Skeptics Group of LA. Um they had their um scholarship uh cere- you know ceremony um out there. Uh so hopefully you guys will tune in tomorrow so she can maybe give uh a word on some of her experiences there and um talking about the Trayvon Martin verdict and what it means and hopefully, you know, we can maybe come up with some ideas on what we can do, you know, to Affect change. You know, do we demonstrate? Do we, you know, do we sign petitions? Do we, you know, give money? Um, I think one of the ways that we can uh, affect change is to control our do- our dollars. Um, you know, if if there, you know, for example, some people have um, said that maybe we should boycott the Florida the Florida tourism industry, which is certainly one way to get a point across. Um, you know to a to uh, a legislative body sorry
3: i've I've been to orlando to uh, Universal studios, and I really want to go back, so I don't know so I'll do
4: that but um okay, well, no one was saying that you specifically had to do that mar- maria I'm just it was a suggestion, and those of us who feel strongly who don't want to give our money to Big states where you know these sorts of injustices happen have every right to you know keep uh keep our dollars to ourselves or to spend them in places where these sorts of tragedies are not able to go on um unpunished um, so there are many places where you can what you can do if they have an decent part that are just as good um you know, there
3: and there may be even other ways that we can affect change. So hopefully we'll talk about some of those tomorrow night. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. And I'm I'm hoping that uh, some uh, very good dialogue is going to come out of it, um, you know, because, you know, I want people, I want to find a way to affect what is going on and everything, but something that will really, really hit them with it hurts and really sends a powerful message. Um all right, so the end you know, of uh, the show went kind of in a different direction. I didn't expect to uh, discuss the Trayvon thing the entire time, but uh, you know, I guess you know, momentum carries and shit happens. And uh, um, Kim will be back tomorrow night. Um, well, she'll and obviously she'll have a lot more insight because this is what she does and she's good at it and whatnot. Um, I want to thank everybody who called in, everybody who was a part of the show. Um, everybody who had a good thing, something good to say. Um, I even want to thank the damn trolls because it lets me see just what kind of dickheads out there. And, you know, I, I said that on tape, so forget it. You know what I'm saying? Um, it kind of affected, you know, my, uh, I expected to have a good dialogue and a good exchange with people and to have the idiots in there. They did kind of affect my mood, but, hey, what ha- what, what can you do about that? And, Kim, the magnificent Kim, is much able, much better able equipped to handle that kind of stuff than I am because I will get ticked off and say something. So um, with all that said and done, though, I guess we're going to go ahead and shut it down. And uh, be sure to check out the other shows that I'm ready to mention. You can find out more about those shows or any other show, either in the Black Free Fingers radio group, on any one of the pages. They're shared often throughout the week. Uh, be sure to check out, uh, check them out, and support the show so we can keep this growing, and keep a positive message of change and uh, um, education going out to the masses. Um, for on behalf of Kim, I'm Mario, Ultra
4: Evil, and
3: that was when you were supposed to say your name.
2: Um,
4: I'm sorry, you didn't we didn't go over this, and I'm feeling some kind of way, but. Um, my name is Raina, and I'm um, the host of r f s feed and you know I, I forgot to mention that I had a show yesterday called um what is Ratchet and we talked about rat- the term ratchet as a generalized and racialized term and other sorts of um you know racialized terms or racial asthetes and how we dehumanize people. so I hope you guys listen to that, but I hope that you all enjoyed the show and um Enjoy with us. Rest of your weekend, and um, hope you tune in tomorrow night to listen to Kim as she discusses the Trayvon verdict and uh, possible solutions. So with that, have a great day. Bye.
3: Thinkers, where we walk by sight with a bright flashlight to illuminate night. Free thought, we don't walk by space in the lost mind state cause it's not quite safe. We don't recruit, we're not peers from a church. So don't be spooked, we're not here to convert. The only truth that's not pulled from a text. Show me proof that's not good after
2: death. This is the challenge to think for yourself. Break it out of the bottle and speak with your belt. 310-982-4273 To get through a venue for community.